0: Hey folks, it's Brian here, and this week we're going to interrupt your regularly scheduled Meanwhile at Manage Comics to present the Zero episode of a new podcast called Data Bros. Now, Data Bros is a podcast about the comics industry from a technical perspective, talking about the business of comics, technology behind comic shops, and comic book retail. This is the first of two Zero episodes that we'll be sharing, and if you check out the show notes for this episode, you'll find out how to subscribe to Data Bros. Coming to a podcast app near you. Now I hope you enjoy this and on with the show.
1: Coming to you from top secret field offices worldwide, brave men and women fight a battle for truth, justice and good clean data. These agents of change make up the Bureau of Records, Objects and Standards. They are the Data Bros.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Data Bros Prod- Podcast is proud to announce your main event of the evening, and when this about begins, the referee in charge of the action will be yours truly, Brian Garside, first up. Fighting out of the red corner, he hails from New Orleans and stands six feet, one inches tall, and weighs in at 167 pounds, Django Beignet Boren, Boren. <laughs> fighting out of the blue corner from somewhere in eastern washington standing at six feet three inches tall and weighing it at 187 and one half pounds jeff the psychoanalyst figley yeah
2: that extra (laughs) inch is gonna be all i need to take you down
1: beignet gentlemen
2: i want a clean fight (laughs) go back to your corners and come out swinging I'm going to use podcast. my fingers to poke you in the eyes.
0: All right, boys, let's do this thing. Hey. <laughs>
2: hey. I really wanted to bring the energy up a little bit. Great <laughs> one, Brian. Great one. I
0: can't promise we'll ever do anything like that again, but but I just thought it was uh,
2: I mean, for episode zero, <laughs> the sausage, I think that is exactly uh, what?
0: You know what? what? It should have been episode zero, the sausage oh. oh,
2: That's
1: not really too
0: late. It's um, not just one the, just one or, minute. Yeah,
2: the sausage awakens.
1: Data is sausage. nothing if not iteration.
0: Oh, guys, it's yeah. episode one, the sausageing.
1: Well, episode <laughs> zero, that,
0: really. Episode. I don't know if that's how you spell sausage but it now. feels right to me.
2: Yeah, no, it looks right. I'm I'm sure it's in Urban Dictionary, and I'm sure we could get a definition of it. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're no. here to talk about uh <laughs> you know b r-o-n-s
0: that's right so we are here to talk about comics comic book retail uh what else have the have the uh robots told us that we're talking about django
1: uh comics and comic book retail and data comic data, data.
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah we'll talk about uh, data we'll talk about uh the little bits of the comic book industry
2: my robot was asking me about my feelings
0: oh was it that's yeah a, that i would be I suspicious a, of that, that robot
1: it sounds like a person to me a bum that, that's, a robot? A <laughs> that's a trap right there
2: i don't hire robot therapists for them to pretend to be humans
0: <laughs> so why don't we get started with mm-hmm. um so today the new episode of off panel dropped and our good friend katie pride was on talking to david harper
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh heidi mcdonald kind of jumped in uh, after that and i i don't know if that was the end because that's just where i got to but uh yeah, i think there was one more because he said three things i think yeah so. it
1: was it was the three three things about the comic industry and the last one was jamal angle
0: oh, right, yeah yeah i didn't get to jamal yet
1: so yeah uh, i can talk with uh, some authority on the first
0: two and then yeah. i'll just uh bs the third one just like we do with the data <laughs> <laughs> sounds realistic and we'll talk maybe a little bit about the origins of this podcast and how it all started um, and kind of what what uh, prompted it and how I been... who we
2: are and why why anyone should listen to us.
0: There you go. And oh, how I've been trying to, trying to get a podcast with the two of you guys for a year now, maybe a little <laughs> bit. Yep, yep. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. yeah. And you're right. uh, you're a regular contributor to
0: our other podcasts. Yeah, and you've been on my podcast a couple times.
1: That's true. So yeah, yeah. yeah we're it's wow. like a big Oroboros. <laughs> it's, oh, <God>. it's like <laughs> a snake eating its. So yeah, it's, you it's know like what? A number zero eating its tail. So I'm reading. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Brian. Yeah.
0: It, why don't we start it with who we are, Django? Yeah. I'm gonna get you to start.
1: Oh well, I'm Django. I uh, run the Comics Place in Bellingham, Washington, with Jeff, and uh, we also are building Comic Shop Assistant, a web-based point-of-sale system. Wait, what? And, That's like a- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine, Brian. Don't worry about it. Um, it's probably fine. It's probably yeah. Fine. Um, I don't know. I've got a long history of retail and uh, interest in solving puzzles, and comics kind of uh, pull, sucked me in at some point, and here, here I am uh, bumbling my way through comic book and comic book data. My buddy Jeff. <laughs> great jeff jeff what's your story
2: hey i'm jeff bigley uh yeah i run the the comics place with django and another little side project called comic shop assistant uh that we've been hustling around about i come from a psychology background in school and was gonna go on with that and then i got a you know a, a brief part-time job at a comic shop and that was like 11 years ago um and uh, yeah, I've, I've been I've been here since. So, you know, oh, yeah, look at that. There's a little ad for horrible. our comic shop assistant. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I have a deep interest in, in people and how they interact with art and communities and how comic shops kind of provide and facilitate uh, both those sort of community building aspects and personal development aspects. And uh, I'm very happy to be at the cross section of both of those with throwing in music as often as I can to sort of create an equilateral triangle or something.
0: And you guys have a podcast together called, what's it called this week?
1: Comics Place Presents. And sometimes we call it a perfectly acceptable podcast.
2: Most of the time.
1: Yeah. Which which is my favorite. It's got some names. The
0: Papcast.
2: Yeah, the Papcast. (laughs) The world's best acronym. Yeah, 336 (laughs) episodes. So I also have a love of podcasting. Uh, so, So this is this is a pretty cool thing for us to be doing. Brian, is this video going to be available for people? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. We'll make this available. Absolutely. i didn't know or not uh you know it's like maybe these are going to be hosted and, like thrown onto youtube as well so i was like okay well i'll make sure i leave my gigantic bong over there you know you don't need you know three what? feet of bong in the back of a, a video podcast listen maybe you do you, you yeah don't that's even... true maybe you well do. that's how we'll hook the listeners who are already here for like psychedelic videos about the beautiful magic of mushrooms and stuff so... <laughs> uh, so you guys um, i am not somebody who regularly listens to off panel i listen to a lot of podcasts and a fair number of comic book podcasts jang has been telling me about off panel for a great long time but you know that period where maybe you're dealing with it right now listening to us we like a new podcast you're like why would i listen to a new podcast instead of something that i know i like that makes me feel good um but i'm reading the breakdown of this one and god knows katie pride is one of my favorite people in the comics industry
1: this is gosh that was such a beautiful segue but we don't even know who this third guy is oh
2: (laughs) man if i had a dollar for every time i busted out a beautiful segue like too early like brian you don't give scores to things do you because i will forget to get your
0: score a lot we're we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna do scores tonight Uh, yeah, I I am Brian Garside. I am the uh, the creator of Managed Comics. Managed Comics is our little uh, subscription tool for Shopify. Um, it's kind of what Comic Shop Assistant would be if it wasn't as smart. Uh, but it, uh, it's also what Comic Shop would Assistant would be if it just used other people's stuff. Um, super. Oh, important.
1: you're selling yourself short there, buddy. <laughs> well, thank you. Um,
0: I've been doing this since 2015. And before that, I ran an online comic shop from 20 2005 to 2011. Um, and that's kind of where I figured out how to do all this crazy subscription stuff and um, kind of stole little bits and pieces from other people that were doing it and then put our own spin on it. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's me.
2: And if you are asking, yes, Brian, decidedly Canadian.
0: Oh, as Canadian as they all right, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all, yeah. I, funny you say that. I'm drinking, it, listening to the way that he says, out. out. <laughs> oh, I love it. Out. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I, couldn't yeah, I, I live it. in uh, London, Ontario, which is halfway between Detroit and Toronto. So, uh, yeah, which means that I'm only like an hour and a half away from really cheap flights all over the united states so you'll never be without me more
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it okay all right now about that off panel segue
0: let's that was a wonderful segue and let's let's chat about off off panel a little bit yeah so Uh, who
2: who runs this i know i hear his name often
0: so david harper he's a a alaskan which makes him an honorary canadian i believe okay um and probably probably practically a canadian because he's closer to us than he is to y'all um, but he, uh, he, yeah, he, he does like a ton of really cool journalism stuff. Um, he puts out so much content for one person and yeah. apparently
1: it's not even his day job. That's like his side project. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he has
1: a full-time job and he pretty much supplies everything on sketch.com, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's all his. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. He's a, he's a great guy. Um,
0: so yeah, uh, he had Katie pride on to talk about. Kind of the, you know, the never ending death of the comics industry, which we seem to be in another cycle of everybody is, uh, there's a lot of sky is falling about the comics industry. <laughs> um, David had a really interesting take on it too, which is like, this kind of feels like what was happening in 2019, except the pandemic paused it. And yeah, now I, back, back I happening.
2: agree I remember that period in 2019 and there was a tremendous amount of like doom and gloom. And I remember Django like specifically being like, we're going to need to batten down the hatches. Like things are going to get rough. But then the pandemic happened and distorted the timeline of everything. The batten down
1: hatches, we didn't even know. Batten rouge down the
2: hatches as Django always (laughs) said. But it is interesting. I'm, I'm So this off panel discussion happened and we've got some good people on that podcast. But I think that it's sort of, Writing the crest of this interesting thing that's been going on for the last like month or so like there was that Phil Boyle article that came out and then mm-hmm. there was like a week ago or something that video of like Glenn the retailer who yep. was being asked about the state of the industry but that video I have not stopped hearing about for the last like week since it came out and like a bunch of other retailers and industry people sort of commenting on the state of the industry. Uh, prompted by that, and there was certainly a bunch of uh, conversation prompted after Phil's interview. So it does seem like the industry is a little bit like trying to offset, get some more takes on this that aren't uh, entirely negative, which I bet that this off-panel one is, I would anticipate that the statements made by these people are pretty uh, respectable. I
0: I don't want to give too much oxygen to the, um, the Phil Boyle and the you know all, that whole thing that happened, but it's like some of the really good points got mired into a lot of like hand waving about the Lady Thor story that happened eight years ago. Like, I think yeah, that
2: now. <laughs> no, I I um, totally agree. It's just it seems but, like in the last month, people you're
0: keep, absolutely right. Yeah. People keep it comes up a lot more than it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, that that particular that irks me every time because I'm like, guys, if we can't get past something that happened eight years ago because it's always like oh and steve rogers is captain america and blah blah yeah well he is again like yeah. let's move on <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you got all your it's things comics. all your yeah. toys are back in the box and yeah. yet we still got problems so maybe they're bigger than those well yeah that aspect of the conversation
2: is particularly uninteresting to me yeah, uh, yeah um,
0: exactly but yeah uh so katie talked a little bit about the data side of things which we've been working on a product project called uh, the comet standard for Well, we kicked it off last year at, at comics pro. So it's been like nine months now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's been awesome. Like we've actually had a cross, a cross industry dialogue where we had publishers, we had um, like everybody at the table. All of the distributors were at the table. They all contributed. Um, We had distributors talking to distributors and suggesting ways to solve different problems. We had publishers talking to distributors and figuring out ways. Um, Django and I chimed in quite a bit, uh, especially it kind of broke up into, f-
1: was it three different groups or four? Four, four groups. groups. So uh, one of was, one of them was done with their task pretty early. <laughs> yeah. There, I think that was workflows, which <clears throat> yeah.
0: they realized pretty quickly that they were hamstrung by us
1: mostly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause we were data formats and data standards and that, I believe the word you use is homonuclei is, <laughs> is basically the same thing with two different heads. Yeah. So, so the formats were, I screw this up all the time Were the formats, the shape and the standards. No. Yeah. The formats were the containers and the standards were how, how we the treated containers. the things inside of the containers
1: and i'll tell you the truth brian it's been like we, we kind of wrapped up the main bit of this uh project what like like about a month ago and i can't remember if i was the boss of the standards and you were the boss of the formats or vice versa i can't remember it was, <laughs> i mean it was all the same we just kind of both both did it and kind of took
0: turns yeah, every meetings. Every night before the meeting, we'd have a panicked one and a half hour conversation where we <laughs> yep. tried to figure out what the heck we were doing. Did what we did start? we do last month? <laughs> oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd figure it all out. And miraculously the the meetings went off like amazingly. It was so collaborative mm-hmm. and so refreshing. Uh and then and then just just had uh
1: Jessica Wells from Penguin Random House. Had categories, right? Which yeah. I think
0: we decided pretty quickly we're going to use BISAC moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was there was a little more nuance to it but yeah. but that was that was the main bit. Um
0: and, and... I think like the challenge with that one's going to be next year when they have to start getting cuz BISAC only meets once a year and we'd already missed that. So I right. think their challenge is going to be getting things into the BISAC standard next year
1: and trying to to clean that up. Yeah, so So, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what BISAC is. Yeah, so for anybody who
2: who is listening, there's a huge (laughs) problem in the comic industry, which is that there used to be one person largely supplying all the comic stores with the data. And whether it was good or bad didn't necessarily matter that much because it was all coming from one source. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with the idea that no longer is Diamond the sole distributor for comics to comic shops. Uh, So you're looking at lunar carrying companies like Image and DC and Penguin carrying Dark Horse and Marvel. But uh, you'd be getting data for your orders and your invoices and everything uh, in different ways from different people. So there was a sort of a a siren pitch at Comics Pro where uh, everybody kind of made these uh factions to be able to handle this what is a fundamentally huge herculean effort um and it's like how do you solve a huge problem that doesn't have a beginning so uh yeah. like the the different groups that you all have made and the meetings and then the the fields and thinking about it also collaboration has been collaboratively has been very very impressive because it is a huge far-reaching thing and if you're listening and it doesn't sound like that is incredibly important just like on a day-to-day basis at a comic shop uh statistical integrity like you know integrity of the data is incredibly important with placing orders and everything
1: one of the most interesting things about the whole deal to me has been uh getting a peek into how the book market deals with book data because comics were kind of created separate from books as far as the data structure goes. And, uh, it was done 20 years ago and then never, never really iterated on. So we're like hustling to play catch up with what, like 35 years of, of book market processes and, and, uh, standards and kind of dragging comics into that. Not, not even really kicking and screaming because everybody seems to be on board. Um, but, it's going to take a lot of technology adjustments for everybody involved, from publishers on up.
2: Um, to then to go back to what you two were just talking about, I do hear it mentioned often, and I can't generate a great working description of bisac. So for the people sure. at home and for me as well, what what it's it's like the way that the book book industry like categorizes genres of things, but it's like
0: huge and
2: vast. Yeah. So
0: it's, it, it's the book industry study group and then their standard, I believe is the book industry something categorization. Hmm. I believe you, I don't know what that part is, but yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, so there's a volunteer group called the book industry study group who actually creates the standard and every year they adjust kind of the categorization and, um, yeah, they add stuff and they drop stuff all the time. So they, you know, they may add a new category for young adult graphic war novelizations in a fantasy setting. It can get that granular, but next year they may merge that up to just, you know, cause it only two books came out like that last year. So maybe they merge that up to just like, you know, young adult war illustrated war stories or something like that so yeah it's it's kind of a push and pull um
1: thing every year to to get stuff on and, and off the and comics don't go super deep on the bisac so um that's that's going to be a task for next year when the bisac group meets is to try to get them to you know add add some more granular options mm. for comic books because and
2: it, do and, you, like, it, adopting the BISAC model in your minds for comics is the best solution, would you say?
1: I think it's, I. so it has a couple of advantages. One of them is that um, a lot of systems already have uh, BISAC coded for. So in a bookstore, they're going to want the BISAC to sell trade paperbacks because right. they've already got everything BISAC. integrated into the yeah. BISAC. Um, and I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a reason to really reinvent the wheel here. They've, they've come up with something that has worked for a long time and we just need to kind of slot ours in. It's, it's just genres
0: and publishers, publishers are using it already for the book trade, right? So if you've got a graphic novel, you're already categorizing it with the BISAC, which means that if you've got a collected edition, you know what the stuff underneath that, like the individual issues are going to actually be in terms of bisacks, So it does make sense from a lot of Sam Sam Was yeah. that
2: was Katie in the interview, like was data sp- like the bulk of what she was talking about or like, I'm curious what her thoughts on just like the state of the comic industry was.
0: That was a bit of it. Yeah. Cause it was, it was kind of her, her large project, but I yeah. think she was the one that kind of brought up the whole, well, you know, just the realities of how hard, that retail has been this year. This has been yeah. an incredibly challenging year for retail. Um, and she was one of the people who put the call out early that she was struggling and and needed people to to support and, and buy her stuff. And the interesting thing she said is like, that's a call you can kind of only make once. You can't right. keep keeping going back to that well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's true. Like for God's sakes, people buy local. Uh, y- yes, you yeah. can save an extra $1. twenty-five by buying it from the super megalopolis giant online store. But you can also, you know, support the people who's the whites of the eyes you're seeing when you walk into their store and maybe that dollar twenty-five is.
1: It can, it can make a big difference. I mean, huge difference. Yeah. You know, sure. we, we can, there are days in our store where we can either make or not make our day because we sold a $40 trade, you know? So like a a small thing for each person can make a huge difference for stores. Um, And, you know, like I, I I know we're, we're kind of still on the, uh, on the off panel track here, but just from a store running perspective, we're, we're, we've been struggling too. And, have been just brainstorming all these wild ways to um, you know, just boost sales and get, get more comics into the hands of people who want comics. Um, and it's been really interesting to just kind of be like, well, this, this little part of the store could maybe be doing a lot better than it has been. And that's something that for better or worse, I feel like I don't really put on my radar until I'm scrambling. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a really interesting aspect of retail, right? That balance of like a comfortable and familiar space, but then also like change blindness and just, you know, being, I guess familiarity blindness, really like you're, you you don't see the things that you don't normally look at. So like as a store, you want this thing that is the way that it's always been right. But you know, if you do that, you're for lack of a better term, leaving money on the the table. Yeah. Like, so yeah, even in this last week, we've made some pretty large changes or incubating some large changes in the way that some pretty basic aspects of our store works.
0: Yeah. What, what's interesting about this too is, and this is the thing that I hope to bring to this podcast is like the, the company that I founded nine years ago, which uh, holy crap, I founded a company nine years ago, um, <laughs> North IQ, I think it was called Business Solutions when I first created it. We're a marketing company. And so I've been working on marketing projects for the last nine years and Managed Comics to a large extent is a marketing project. And, you know, I run all the uh, marketing automation. And when you sign up on Managed Comics, you get a series of emails and blah, blah, blah. So when we talk to our marketing clients uh, and like a lot of our clients are in the financial services industry and the home building industry. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but the last like six years, (laughs) You didn't have to market for home building, but we were always adamant with them that one, you can own more of the market share in your, in your particular thing. And two um, you need to be building that pipeline for when things slow down, not for now. So when the best time to market is actually when you're the busiest, right? As you're building that muscle, right. That people know. So, yeah. It's, it sucks right now. You have to turn that juice on, but I bet you guys are in a much better position than other places, because I know for a fact that you have a customer database. I know for a fact that you know how to use that customer database. Cause I get your emails every week. <laughs> um, I know that you guys understand how to turn that faucet on and off when you need to. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's vitally important that every single comic shop in the world that is still sitting there with a binder in front of them doing their weekly orders okay Bob gets Batman Jim gets Batman
2: (laughs) 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 well and I think we were just doing like a a comic shop assistant show until not super long ago and I'm sure this is something that you have with your managed comics show and tells as well which is like uh, we were talking to somebody who was opening up a going to be opening a store that hadn't opened yet and I was just like super excited for them and very much just like, if I can help at all, if you ever have any questions, let me know. And I was like, the comic industry is, is, is a lot like that. But then I just started to think about the like wealth of things t- to know if you want to run a comic shop or like open a comic shop. So even just like you're saying, you're describing the idea of like, all right, Bob gets Batman, yeah. but like, so when you're showing people manage comics or when we're showing people CSA, like, you know, it's a visual way. It's it's a visualization of the infrastructure of running a comic shop, right? Like building orders, placing orders, right. checking things in and stuff. Um, yeah, like there is just a huge amount to know about this specific industry and how to like time frames for it, cycles that have to exist for it. Like that, it, you know, it's, it's unique to this industry. I feel like everyone, every industry has its own totally uniqueness. But I was just like, man, it would be great to put together like that, resource of like yeah you're gonna have to get familiar with like an foc and like the idea of a pre-order or like pull lists and stuff
0: (laughs) i i wanted to build like the the 10 things you need to know before you even think about opening a comic store i was
2: talking to django about that very thing
0: yeah it's so essential i actually bought um the fantasy gaming shop handbook recently which is really interesting it's it's older Um, but it's got like some great information on hiring employees and, and Mm. things like that. And so as in, in my other world, um, when I started North IQ, I actually hired a company local here to build me like a policies handbook and everything. So we have a, you know, acceptable social media policy for my two-person company because my intent when i first started this was that it was going to be a hundred person company someday spoiler alert it will never be a hundred person company as long as I work <laughs> but in. it was not um, a hundred person company <laughs> but at the time, i thought it might be um but yeah so so having all those things in place as well when you're starting a company i'm just like what's the right way to fire somebody you know mm. things like that that you don't think about, and usually so, in a fit of I mean,
2: emotion, a reactionary fit of
0: emotion. So Je- both Jeff, of you
1: should be crying when you're done,
0: Jeff. You <laughs> you so both of you may not know this, but that's actually wrong. <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to do. Oh, it. oh and my oh, psych Brian. background would tell me that <laughs> that is correct. No, yeah, no, that's wrong.
2: <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yeah. We are lucky. We have not had to do much firing. We yeah, the aspect of like hiring is incredibly important. And even just yeah. talking to mm-hmm. retailers, like all, all stores have a sort of different level of trust that they have with their employees, right? For better or for worse, like, you know, every store has, its does its own thing. Um, but yeah, we, we have a very deep level of trust. We've had, you know, I think Django and I, yeah, the hiring process is incredibly important. You're looking for all sorts of things that are uh, not necessarily hard to intuitive. write down,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not to mention that they've got to be somebody that you want to be around for That's... you know X number of hours a day, and it might
1: be the top thing for us,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want to create a monoculture where right. everybody's exactly the same. So it's like you want people you can tolerate, but you also want specific weirdos. You yeah, know, yeah. like specific things. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, but yeah, someday I will write that handbook. the The new comics store get started. Yeah, where you go, <laughs> a
2: dummy's guide to comic books. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're running. A, so you want to run a comic shop?
0: <laughs> Chapter one. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, Brian from the future here. And during the recording of this, we decided that we were going to go 30 minutes long. We ended up going an hour. So we've cut this into two episodes. So this right here is the end of the first half of this podcast. If you tune in next week, you're going to hear the exciting conclusion to episode zero, The sausage ning ning King. Thank you.